You're here on Double Bonus with the Bracket Breakdown. Arizona is winning the national championship, and I'll tell you why. A three seed is going to the final four, but it won't be Tennessee. And if you need help figuring out your bracket, stay tuned. We've got all this coming up on Double Bonus. Madness is beginning. It started last night. The brackets came out. I already told you my pick is Arizona, and they have the toughest road, and we'll talk about this. Jackson, who's your national champion? Immediately, it's the basic pick, but I like it. I'm going Gonzaga. You're going Gonzaga? You're going Gonzaga? Who's in the game? Who's in the championship game? I got him playing Kansas in the national championship mm, game. You got him playing the, the Jayhawks? The Jayhawks. This is going to be biased, and I very rarely do this. That's actually a lie. I do this almost every other year, I got Arizona and Kentucky. So we're going to get into that. I'm going to get a lot of scrutiny for that. I very rarely take Kentucky, and I barely took them out of the second round. But then each matchup that fell into their lap, I just thought, I was just like, gosh, I like this matchup for them. Like, I'm not scared of this. We're going to get into all that. Let's start at the top left in the West. If you're someone listening to Double Bonus, I know we don't give too much information about what this podcast is about, but this episode, we are breaking down the bracket. Me and Jackson are here put in a lot of research and time to look at these matchups. And basically, not like a guide for dummies, but any, if you're making a bracket and you're like, hey, I'd like to beat my friends, we're going to throw some wild stats at you that tend to play a big role in March, and we're going to go over those. So let's start at the top left, Gonzaga and Georgia State. Do we smell an upset here? Not at all. <laughs> 0% chance. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give Georgia State 0% chance. Thank you for playing. Down onto Boise State, Memphis. This is already like – you hate when you're filling out a bracket and you're like, oh, I don't really know much about these other two teams because that was me for a long time. Boise State is playing good ball. Yeah. Veteran leadership is a key in this matchup for Boise State. Memphis, Penny Hardaway, coaching his alma mater. I think he's got a good group of kids, but I doesn't I don't I doesn't think I don't think he's got enough experience on that roster to win a game. So I'm gonna go ahead and take Boise State out of there. Who did you take? I took Boise State. I mean, it it's an eight nine. It's kind of a, just a toss up. Yeah, right? and I don't have either one of them going yeah. far, so it wasn't like a big decision. Really. Yeah, if you're one a perfect bracket, you might go look into Memphis. But honestly, I don't feel comfortable with Memphis. Um, I didn't feel comfortable with them in their conference. Uh, they really in the Houston game I watched, and I watched them play a couple times this year. I've never felt like they had enough to take over games that mattered, and I don't think that'll happen against Boise State. So I took Boise State. Down onto a big matchup everyone's watching is the Yukon-New Mexico State matchup, correct? And yep. what, are you, what are you thinking here? What are you thinking here? I took New Mexico State. Mm. I mean, So you went with the, you went with the first white. The first, the first 5-12 right there. Um, I just, I'm a big fan of whenever these 12 seeds have records like 26 and 6. That, mm-hmm. that means you just breed winning basketball in your program. Okay. And you okay. get you get used to winning a lot. And so I like it. I like winners, and so I'm taking New Mexico State. So I'm going to go a different round here. I went UConn because I think UConn's playing great basketball. Yeah. I think UConn's size is – and I feel like anyone listening to this is like, okay, like, does size matter? Do these things matter? You know, how am I supposed to take your word for it? I went through – 
last night, and I was like shuffling big time at size and like basically top three players, who's running your team, who is, you know, all of these things. Here's my thing about the West. This is the region of first-round picks. You've got the Duke boys down there. You've got Chet Holgram up at Gonzaga. I think UConn, uh, the freshman, what's his name? Oh, gosh. Sorry, not the freshman. Acock, Acock, uh, their big guy. He is the 6'9 forward, very athletic um, guy. He'll play some role in this game, but R.J. Cole, the guard, that's who I meant to say. R.J. Cole, I wrote down their players. Everyone, let's take a moment and acknowledge how stupid that was. R.J. Cole's their leading guy. I like R.J. Cole in this matchup. Uh, New Mexico State, I don't see the upset happening. So I pulled off uh, UConn. Next, the next one, and me and Jackson here at the end of this, we're going to go through, and then we're going to make you a double bonus bracket to help you through. But, Jackson, what do you think? Do you think New Mexico State, like, do you think that you're sold on New Mexico State? No. And there's zero, a run here? Or do you think percent. this is the best This is the best chance at a 5-12? I don't think this is the best chance at a 5-12, but it's just one. I mean, I'm not sold on New Mexico State. I've never watched New Mexico State play. But okay. um, it's just one whenever I see a good record like that, I feel comfortable taking them, but I'm not sold on it at all. Okay. So here's the point I was trying to make about Acock, Acock, because I most spoke. Acock, Acock and R.J. Cole, and when you look at this, uh, like, UConn roster, I felt like they had a bunch of guys who have started games. They've mixed their lineup a lot, but they're pretty full in size, and I just trusted that a little more. And, yeah. and they got some seniority on team, so I went with UConn, and I still feel safe about that. But, I mean, would it shock me New Mexico State comes out? Yeah, color me surprised. I don't, I don't know if I like New Mexico State as much um, as I have some of their teams in the past, but we'll keep that one on our radar. Next down. And this, this one's going to hurt me. Arkansas and Vermont. Who you take? Arkansas. You took Arkansas? Here's what hurts me because I'm an SEC guy. I took Vermont. And here's why. Vermont rolled over when their last three conf- their last three in the conference tournament by 30-plus. Um, pardon me. I don't know the coach's name, but I've heard amazing things about him. I've heard phenomenal things about him, and he's getting to make the step up to a mid-major school. And so I felt like, you know, this is – this is a one. This is a one win thirteen seed right here. I like. I like it. And here's the reason: Arkansas, as of late, they were on fire. And then, when you've looked at their schedule this year, I felt like they were streaky. Like they played really good, and then they would play really bad. But then they would play super good, and then they would like they would drop one in the bucket, and I'd be like, "Well, this is not the Arkansas team I thought." Um, but I still feel I still feel safe about Vermont because I need a I need a pick upset in this one. Uh, I've got two right here, but this is the first one, and I feel fine about it because even if Arkansas were to come out there, I feel more comfortable with UConn pulling pulling. A, I like the matchup for them against Arkansas more. I was I was a really impressed with SEC basketball over the weekend, so I I went with a lot of SEC schools. Oh, you wrote the yeah. SEC, huh? Yeah. Huh. Well, we're gonna move down here then. Another SEC school, Alabama, against the play-in game Rutgers and Notre Dame. I went Alabama. You went Alabama? Yeah. So you're on the SEC. I I'm, am. I'm SEC bust this year. Okay. I picked – and this was this was one before the tournament. I'm sorry. 
but I chose this game to be over for this tournament start because I picked Alabama no matter who they played, who they matched up against, I picked them to lose. And then I saw they were either playing the Rutgers, who I felt like the Rutgers could make a quick little stance in this tournament. Big Ten, um, and I pulled out the 2021, which take that tournament as you will, but then the 2021, the 2019, and the 2018 – and I just found lots of instances where Big Ten schools have beaten SEC schools in the tournament. And I was like, well, I'm an SEC guy, but I'm going to ride. So I rode Rutgers-Notre Dame in the first round matchup, mostly because Alabama has a high ceiling but such a low floor. Um, and then the next one, Texas Tech, Montana State. You know, I, I'm i going to take Texas Tech there. That's Me too. That's no shocker yep. um, to us. And then we're going to move on down to Michigan State-Davidson. I'm excited about this matchup. It's going to be a great game. But here's the one thing I'm more excited about because I'm going to take Michigan State here. I like Davidson, but I'm going to take Michigan State because Tom Izzo is Mr. March, in my opinion. Scoot down to Duke. You take Duke. Now we're still in the East region here, round of 32. I've got Gonzaga and Boise State. I'm going to take Gonzaga there. There's no doubter. UConn-Vermont. I'm going to take UConn. UConn, I like the matchup for them. Like I said, very full. They just feel like a very full team. Rutgers, Notre Dame, one of those two teams. Either one of them, I could see winning that game against Alabama. So I have faith. I would, I would, if I were to bet, I would bet Rutgers come out there, win the play-in game, beat Alabama, and they give Texas Tech a real good fight. But Texas Tech wins that game. Here's my favorite, my favorite second-round game in the West: Michigan State, Duke. And here's why: as you know, we're huge Coach K fans, Jackson. <laughs> Huge. So, in the, in your opinion, could this game be who was the best college coach of this time? I have Davidson over Michigan State. Wow! So you pulled you pulled out you pulled out with Davidson, huh? But either way, that's an exciting game. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good game. It'll be a close. Uh, I wouldn't take the cover on it. I'll tell you that. Um. A team like Davidson, they just play so smart. They're they'll slow Duke down, make mm-hmm. it their pace, and it'll make it'll make for a really interesting game. And then if you get the Izzo Coach K matchup, that could be just as good of a story. Yeah. So I'm calling that this is so. And here's the thing: I was listening to some people today, and they're like, "Which round do you want to see Coach K losing?" And I said, "Well," and I and this guy said all of them. And I was like, "I agree. Like that would be hilarious to see him drop as a two seed." And then I thought, I love the fact that we get Izzo and Coach K one last time. Like, college basketball, we got to make this happen. Do, do what it takes to not let Davidson beat Michigan State. Wink, wink. That wasn't um, set up by accident yeah. either. The committee no, throws no, those in there. That's completely intentional. But I literally thought, you know, right there in that region, Michigan State and Duke. If Michigan State beats Duke and they come out, uh, because Duke has struggled in high-pressure situations. Those. Yep. Talented kids have not performed in high-pressure situations as we have made fun of them recently for the uh, the last the last dance in Cameron Indoor that wasn't a dance at all. It was actually just a boxing match, in which was not fun to watch for Duke fans, but it was for everyone else. Um, but out of respect, I did take Coach K. Um, I like – not even out of respect for him, I think those kids are so talented. This is the region yeah. of talent. Um, college basketball – yeah, the committee knew what they were doing there. So I took Duke and Texas Tech, Gonzaga and UConn. Who do you got coming out here to the Elite Eight? Elite Eight, I got Gonzaga coming out playing Texas Tech. I do as well. Yeah. Um, I do Texas as well. Texas Tech I looked like, good over the weekend. Texas Tech will – yeah, they looked good. 
They'll get a test in round one. Um, or not a test in round one, I'm sorry. They'll get tested in round two. It'll be a good, you know. You need those games in March to help you get your feet underneath you a little bit. I think a Rutgers-Notre Dame uh, play-in play game team that comes out will give you a run. And even if they didn't, Alabama would, would make them work, which I like for, sure. for Texas Tech because I'm a firm believer that your storyline builds in March. Like, you can't come out and beat uh, a bunch of bums and then just win your Final Four and then play in the National Championship. Like, very rarely does that happen, and you actually win it all. Moving on down, I took Gonzaga and Texas Tech, and we both pulled Gonzaga out of this region. Yep. Um, they're just the favorites. Timmy's there. That didn't change. Chet offers something different in this region that it's going to be tough to match up with when you got someone that can defend a guard. Um, he's the Slim Reaper Jr. is what I've been told they call him, so I'm going to stick with that because, you know, you can't just take the name away from Kevin Durant and just give it to someone else. Mm-hmm. But I'll call him Slim Reaper Jr. I can, I can get down with that. And here's uh, the most uncomfortable – next for me and we're just going to move on down to the east we're going to move down straight down the bracket so if you're listening we took gonzaga out of the top and here at the end me and jackson will try to try to agree on some some things and and, uh, lock in a bracket after this but moving on down straight to the east baylor's the one seed um although it would be funny baylor won't lose round one i'm gonna guess you you took north carolina of course the ac yeah of course i took north carolina (laughs) i i i would have guessed that and actually um, too, I do like – so I do really like – sorry, guys. I'm looking at my cheat sheet here. North Carolina, I like this matchup for them um, against Marquette. Marquette's played some good ball. North Carolina's sides. I think ACOT's too much. North Carolina's playing their best right now. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, ACOT's going to be too much. That's it for there. Lots of people really doubting St. Mary's over uh, that Wyoming and Indiana playing game. I don't have much doubt in St. Mary's there. I watched him play against Gonzaga. In which a night that I thought Gonzaga played a horrible game, I still think Kuzi, um, an elder guard, he's a bald-headed bandit from St. Mary's. He will lead that team out of the first round. I don't sniff an upset there. So that one, I have blank. You have blank? You've left that blank? I need to see Wyoming and Indiana first. That's fair. If, That's Indiana, fair. if wins, Indiana wins, I like Indiana. I would agree. But if they, but if Wyoming wins, I like St. Mary's. I would agree, and, and I like if it's Indiana or St. Mary's, I like them beating UCLA in the next round as well. Really? Yeah. Really. See, I think I don't think I pull Baylor out very far there, so I was trying to choose the narrative for which team will beat them. We'll get to that here in a minute. Down on to what everyone has their eyes on is the number six seed Texas against Virginia Tech. <sighs> Texas got beat by my Horn Frogs in that first round. This is a tough 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 uh, decision for me because I think it really it really that this matchup right here is key to who comes out of the bottom of the east I feel like and, and I'll tell you why so I take Texas because I like the coach he's been here before he took Texas Tech um, Chris Beard I think is his name he took Texas Tech out is it Chris Beard we'll get some we'll get some stats going on that I think it's Chris Beard but I'm not 100% sure so uh, Texas, love the coach. I watched him play TCU, in which Jackson texted me. Uh, the TCU pick did not age well, but it did have a fun first round. It did. It did. Um, especially when they were down 20, and I was like, oh. But then they came back, and I thought, yeah, they're big and athletic. This is what I thought. Um, we'll talk about them in the next region. But I like Texas here because I think that was a great wake-up call for them because they had a stellar first half, and they fell flat because they couldn't knock down three-pointers, and the confidence fell through the ground. Now, I actually think some teams, they lose games like that. I'm like, I don't think that was good for you. From an outsider perspective, I thought 
Texas, this loss was good for you. And I think Virginia Tech, um, I think this is a year conference champions hold no value. And I think Texas beats Virginia Tech here. I don't like I don't like this matchup for Virginia Tech because we've seen so much of them as of recent. Texas has got a lot of tape. They got rest on them. And I think they'll be well prepared. Um, and their coach will be ready to make a little run here, which we'll talk about. But who did you take? I took Virginia Tech. Big ACC guy? So, I'm an, you know, being a Carolina fan, <laughs> I watch a lot of ACC basketball. And the way that they they played us and put us in a box on defense, and then I watched them do the same thing to Duke, really mm-hmm. made me think Virginia Tech could make a little bit of a run here. I think they could. Um, my biggest question about them is have they exhausted their resources? Well, And people are like, you know, they've got a week to prepare. And I'm just thinking mentally – they just found out last night if they wouldn't have won that, they wouldn't have been in because it was the same yeah. story for Texas A&M, which Texas A&M, you got screwed. I'm yes. sorry about that. Yes. Um, but also at the same time, this is March and nobody cares Monday morning. So I took I took Texas. I think that run is over. Plus, Texas had a first-round loss last year, which was um, – we'll, we'll talk about two when we get into looking at the Ohio State game. But Texas lost a first-round matchup last year. To everybody remembers Albine Christian University. What a what a run that was by those killer cats. Um, but I think Texas. Um, I actually think I had that picked last year too. But I'm taking Texas this year out of respect. New head coach. He's building a new program. He's going to get a couple key wins here in March, and we'll talk about that here in a second. I took Purdue over Yale. Yale beat a Princeton team who Princeton was a one-man one man band, and I think that all it took was a basketball team to beat them. Yale's won a couple close matchups, so I'm taking Purdue there. And this is the game I can't decide on. Uh, <laughs> Murray State, San Francisco. I love San Francisco, but I just have too much respect for Murray State and yeah. that program. We're to close to Francisco, but it's it's right there. Yeah, it's right there, and we're close to Murray State, and that really doesn't affect my decision. But here's the thing: it's in Indiana. Murray State's going to have fan. Some of these West Coast teams have played some games without fans this year, if I'm correct. Like they've still a bunch of these teams in the Midwest area have been playing with fans all year. Fans are going to play big advantage in the tournament, and people never take that uh, into perspective. So I took Murray State. Um, Kentucky, I don't smell upset. Um, of course, I chose them to go to the Final Four, so I don't smell upset in the first round. Yeah. Um, but we'll get right into the second round because this is where it gets interesting. Baylor and North Carolina. I got Carolina. <laughs> the, the boys are playing good. Um, looking at their record, we're 24-9. Mm-hmm. And four losses all came within one month. That's a, that's a, stretch, a stretch of bad basketball. A rough stretch, yep. And, and right now, I feel like we're playing our best basketball. Our defense is not good. We average 71.7 points per game. But I, I this might just be me thinking false hope for March. But in March, I feel like the defensive intensity picks up a little bit. Every oh, possession means a little miss, bit more. You miss shots, and then your world starts falling apart. Every possession just means a little bit more. I think that they'll beat the Baylor Bears. I could see it. I could see it. I'm not against it. But, oh. Man, and this was tough. I looked at this a little bit. I went ahead and took Baylor. Um, I just thought, think Baylor's experience. I think this will be a close game, closer than Baylor will like it to be. Um, I do think UNCA, UNC, not UNCA, UNC puts up a good match here. I think Baylor's experience pulls them out of there. 
Um, I think if you're safe. if you're a one seed, you get kind of nervous whenever but, you're second round teams yeah. from a big conference because oh, you yeah. don't you don't intimidate them absolutely. Anymore. And here's the one thing too, which I like about Baylor, which works out good for your bracket, is I don't take Baylor further than the next round. So picks like that you can afford to have in your bracket. Like I don't trust Baylor as a Final Four team, so I found the narrative for a UCLA or Kentucky to be that Final Four team, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Moving on down, St. Mary's UCLA. I just leaked it. I took UCLA. I watched them play in the Pac-12 championship. Shooters on deck, deep shooters on deck, um, and of course, if you're missing shots, whatever. St. Mary's, I don't think will have the perimeter defense it takes to hold down UCLA, and UCLA will just literally run run by them. I think they'll be too fast. And St. Mary's perspective, UCLA is a tough four seed. That's one. Tough four that's seed. the one I still have blank. I want Indiana or St. Mary's. You I still got to figure that out. I, one? If if yeah. Indiana wins, uh, that's tomorrow night, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Indiana. Four, the take famous it. first four. I'll take Indiana. Why are the, let's talk about this for a second. Real quick pause in the podcast. Why are the bubble teams not the ones that play the playing games? This doesn't make sense. If you're the Bryant team that won your conference championship, by no means should you have to play a playing game. I no. just feel like that's utterly disrespectful. Like, what Like, what do they have to do to get a – you know what I mean? Like, what does a brother got to do to get a 16 seed and not play a playing game? Like, I'm already playing the one seed. We've only – one of us has ever won – I feel like college basketball needs to fix that. That's just a personal opinion thing. I think it should be, you know what, Texas A&M, you're playing great ball, you want to play it, you can play Indiana for. I mean, those are games like people start caring about the first four matchups more. Mm-hmm. Last year, perspective changed. I watched UCLA, and I was like, dang, these guys are good. Um, and then I'm obviously going to watch this year because I'm like, dang, Indiana's pretty good. Uh, but no, I'm still going to pull UCLA out there. But that was our quick pause so I could have a – a rant there for college basketball. The bubble team should play the playing games, period. Moving on down. Here's the biggest one no one sees coming, but here's why. Purdue, I'm sorry, but you're not a Final Four team. You haven't been since 1980. I don't trust the fact. I think the curse continues. I don't like your coach very much. Um, personally, I like him. Basketball court, I don't trust him. Um, Texas got their wake-up call against TCU they realize they're better than they've given themselves credit for. They are in a very tough conference, um, who I think is the best conference this year in basketball mm-hmm. in the Big 12. So I'm taking them over Purdue. But don't worry, worry, you Big 10 fans. I've still got some faith. I've still got some faith. That makes one of us. Um, But Purdue, no, and here's why. Purdue beats Kentucky in the next round. I, I'm going to take Kentucky, beats Murray State by less than five. That'll be a tie. Actually, sorry, less than 10. Less than 10. Less than five is a stretch. Kentucky will ease by uh, St. Peter's. They'll struggle against Murray State there at the bottom. That Kentucky-Murray State's another fun one that the committee sets up with. The oh, yeah. Kentucky, absolutely. Kentucky there's rivalry. Civil, there's a civil war going to take place this week in Indianapolis. All the Kentucky people, um, as SEC fans, can get wild, so Murray State duck and cover. Uh, but Purdue beats Kentucky. But I don't see Purdue getting the Final Four, and I think if they won that game, they would get there. And I'm thinking I can't put Purdue in the Final Four. Last time they did, last time everyone was like taking Purdue deep, I think they went out the second round. And so I'm gonna stick to the fact that I don't trust you, Purdue. So I'm gonna have Texas beat you because Texas coming out to me makes more sense than Purdue because Purdue Texas has got a couple big guys inside. I think that can size up with what's his face for Purdue. Um, and yeah, if you guys don't know what's his face, I don't either. That's why I said that. But they Purdue's got that big guy. They've got Jaden Ivey, who I love. But if Jaden Ivey has one bad game, I think that Purdue's other shooters can't pick it up. And Texas is 
played very good perimeter defense as of late. So, so I have Virginia Tech beating Purdue in the second Ooh. round. So I still Ooh. I'm taking so you're Virginia with Tech. Me. You're still. with me. You think Purdue falls in the second round? I too? do. I like that. I like that. So then I pull up here to the to the Sweet 16 with the Baylor UCLA matchup. Baylor ends there. Down go the Bears. Sikkim Bears. UCLA. Give me the Bruins. Um, they think they're on the revenge tour. This is a big game for them because I have it in my mind that UCLA is convinced they would have gave Baylor a better game than Gonzaga did. So this is a statement game for UCLA. This is their national championship, though, and I'll tell you why. This is their big game. Texas and Kentucky, I love that matchup for Kentucky a whole lot more than I like the Purdue matchup. I think this paves the road for Kentucky to come out further. For those of you that are like, this is a very biased take, I'm telling you, Purdue is not a Final Four team but they would beat Kentucky. So I can't trust the fact, like, I can't put Purdue there. I can't put them in the driver's seat. So I gave it, I left it up to Kentucky and what the best best path for them was. Um, so I pull out UCLA and Kentucky in that Elite Eight game. Kentucky too, bat, too big inside. Good perimeter defense, similar to looks that Arizona gave UCLA in that uh, conference championship this weekend. And if you guys don't stay up for Pac-12 basketball, you found out last year that you got to start staying up for Pac-12 basketball. I rode the Pac-12 a little bit this year. I'm not gonna lie. I'm 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 in the car with them. So I pull out UCLA and Kentucky. Um, if I if I brought Kentucky this far, I'm not gonna stop. Ostrich Sheboy Player of the Year could take over here in March. Um, best player in college basketball. Disputably, you know, you could make your case for other players, but one of the best players in college basketball. And I'm scared UCLA would have a bad shooting night against a very physical SEC team. Because Arizona is very physical, and I think that's what wore UCLA down. Um, so we'll we'll break down those Final Fours. Let's move over to the South. My poor Arizona Wildcats, who I've chosen, I chose before, and I'm sticking with them. Got the toughest division, the toughest. But we're gonna talk about it. Arizona, so whoever they're playing there, they're winning. You know. The playing game between uh, Bryant and Wright State, which I hope Bryant wins, so that I can be, finally watch Peter Kiss get blown out of the water by that, Arizona. That could still Super be. For that. I know it's a one sixteen. That could still be entertaining because normally a sixteen doesn't have star power, but yeah. it, but if you get but some, this one does. Which this is, one, you're right. I and mean, I think the last time I remember like a big underdog having star power, I think about uh, Lehigh beating Duke with C.J. McCollum. That's true. This and is true. so. I'm not saying I'm taking Bryant, but I'm saying it could make for an interesting ball game. I would agree. I would agree with that. Give Give me your opinion on Seton Hall TCU. I've got TCU. Oh yeah, them Horn Frogs. I got, got you the got Horn Frogs. Flavor, you got a little flavor of them last week. Came I did back for some more. Huh? I did. No, I like TCU. Physical team. Uh, I made the case for them last podcast. I like TCU. Real big, and they own the offensive board against. They owned the offensive boards against Texas. I think they will continue to do it there in the first round. Move on down, Houston UAB. Everyone's hyped up about UAB. Some people are taking that twelve five. I'm not. I'm not one of them. I like I like Houston. Solid team. Move on down to the biggest. Four thirteen, Illinois and Chattanooga. All eyes on Illinois. Yeah. After choking last year against Loyola Chicago. Choking the Big Ten this year after they pulled that late. But here's my thing. Illinois has a high ceiling, and I think they're ticked. Like, they're worn out. They're tired of losing. Brad Underwood is not the best coach, 
but they're on their way to a 2005 rematch against Arizona. So I'm picking Illinois out against Chattanooga. I don't like when ESPN hypes up the upsets. I think it it uh, it makes those 13 seeds feel a little salty. And listen, I have followed Chattanooga the last two months. I've followed them very closely. I like them. Their prayer last week was a cool a cool buzzer beater. But when you start getting in those games that are real grimy and you're getting in these close matchups against teams in your conference, I'm like, you're cruising and you feel like, you know, we're here. This is our story. I think you eventually run into reality, and reality in this case is Kofi Coburn from Illinois. He stays out of foul trouble. Illinois rolls over Chattanooga. No question there. Move on down to Colorado State, Michigan. Colorado State, I don't like it. I don't like it for them. It's a bad matchup for them. It's a sixth seed. It's a bad matchup. Um, even if they, <coughs> sorry, even if they win, Juwan Howard's going to punch their coach in the face in the in the handshake line. So I'm going to take, I took Michigan out there. How did you feel about the Mountain West, uh, Colorado State? Rams? I, I took them. I mean, you took them? Yeah. I, I just, Michigan 17 and 14. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got in the tournament because you play in a good conference. Mm-hmm. You didn't get in the tournament because you won big ball games. So yeah, there, I would agree. therefore, I'm not a huge fan of them. So I took Colorado State. I like I like the fact that Michigan can light it up, and I like the fact that they can lock it down. I think that they played in a tough conference tourney. Um, I'm glad their coach finally got to coach a coach a game again, um, and not get in a fight. Congratulations! But I'm gonna stick with Michigan, and I went back and forth on that for a little bit. But I really feel like. Colorado State may be a little too much on themselves. You know what I mean? I'm feeling – I don't feel comfortable with them as a six. <coughs> and so I'm going to trust – I'm going to trust Michigan to come out and play Tennessee. I'm sorry, Longwood. It's over. I'm bringing Tennessee out. Yes. <coughs> Man, I'm hacking it up over here. Then we got Ohio State and Loyola. What are you thinking here? The very popular pick right now is Loyola. That, I hate it. I took Ohio I State. It. I mean, they're big, big EJ yeah. Liddell fan. I, I hate – yeah, I like EJ. Uh, EJ actually went to Belleville West, which is near us, yep. which is cool. I got to see EJ play a couple times. Um, freak athlete. He's tired of the noise. They're banged up, but they're going to get this first-round win after they also had a first-round exit last year. Loyola has got a first-year coach who I like. I like Drew Valentine. Um but I'm going to take Ohio State because ESPN is all over the Soyola upset. And I think Ohio State's going to – they're going to – they're I'm along them with Illinois in the fact, like, you know, we're going to we're gonna win this game. I think we're in the same boat as we both took Ohio State because we're tired of hearing how Loyola Chicago is going to win this ballgame. Yeah, I would agree. I, and, I, and here's my stat, too, for you people that want to take Loyola. I've got a good stat for you. Missouri Valley Conference teams are 12-1 in their last 13 first-round games, which is a very good stat. But I do not trust. I do not trust uh, the younger coach versus the older coach um, in March. I'm gonna go with the experience. Give me Ohio State. Give me Villanova over Delaware. Sorry, Delaware. It's over. I'm not seeing any one, one or two upsets this year no. thus far. I, I think that um, I, I'm gonna trust the big dogs here. Back up to the top. Arizona TCU in the second round. TCU puts up a good fight, but Arizona's guards are too much. So I have that being down. I have Arizona, mm-hmm. but um, one thing I have is T- 
TCU five and six versus top twenty-five teams. This is true. I have looked at this. Just and barely under five hundred against top top-rated teams. Yeah. That's that's a tough matchup if you're Arizona. Um, and TCU's caught on late. Um, they really caught on fire late. I like it. I think they beat Seton Hall. I think they like their matchup against Arizona, but I think Arizona, although it may have a troublesome first half, will find its find its feet. I think so too. And its guard play will just be too much for. TCU moving on down to Houston, Illinois. Illinois, I'm going to give you this. This is your redemption year. I like the fact that you're playing. Uh, you're playing mad. I think. I think you come into this tournament playing mad. I hate that you're playing in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That doesn't help you or Houston fans out at all. Um, but I'm going to take Illinois there. Houston, I watched them play uh, in that championship game Sunday. Um, which is also annoying. Like, we're ready for the bracket to come out by 12 o'clock Sunday afternoon after church. You know, we're not – I hate sitting around till 5, waiting and waiting and waiting, and then there's, like, these championship games on. I'm like, these should they either all should be on the same day or, you know, two different days. Anyways, I watched Houston. I felt like they looked good. I don't feel like there's enough talent there to, to push them this far. You know what I mean? So, I took Houston, and here's why. You get into March – you lose one game and you're done. Yeah. Okay. So, we we always use this thing: defense travels. Mm-hmm. Houston is fourth in the NCAA in opponents' points per game, which fits into Big Ten basketball. Mm-hmm. Slow, get stops. Yeah. And so I took Houston over Illinois. Mm. I like the fact. Sorry, guys. We're gonna go through a little paperwork here. I like Houston. I really do. I love. Coburn um, last year. This year, I haven't been as big on him. I do like Houston's um, assist per game. They're a top 20 team in assist per game, uh, along with guys like Market and Memphis, who we didn't give a chance. So we'll, we'll talk about that to kind of wrap up. But I just feel very – I feel like this is Illinois' revenge year. I really do. I think their storyline is built for them. Um I think they've known this whole year, and Brad Underwood has said it, and sometimes I get, you know, I don't like him as much, um, but he said it all year they're going to be a March team, and I think he has truly worked and done his best to prepare them for March. I think this is a big year for his career. I think if he can't figure out a way to bring Illinois out to Arizona in that Elite Eight, that's a problem for him uh, and a problem for Illinois as they weren't really good before him. You know, will they be good without him? You know, I don't know. But that'll be for Illinois to figure out. I'm going to take Illinois, not to favorite them, uh, home state, but I'm going to take Illinois because I like I like the matchup for them. Trent Frazier and Plummer are going to be a big deal in this Houston matchup. Houston's guard's a little smaller, um, and I think Plummer Plummer's a big key for Illinois in that second round. Moving on down to Michigan and Tennessee or Colorado State and Tennessee. I like Tennessee. They're playing good ball. They're the only conference champions I feel confident about. They beat – they beat my uh, they beat my big blue. I was a little salty about it, but I have a lot of respect for Rick Barnes. He's a great coach. He knows how to win basketball games. Um, he will weave Jawan Howard's punch. He won't get hit by Jawan Howard in the post game line uh, when t- Michigan loses. Uh, Michigan will be sore losers about this game. I'm going to make an early call on that, uh, but I'm pulling Tennessee out. Ohio State Villanova. I'm going to pull Villanova out there. Also Big East. Let's roll. Let's roll over to. Arizona, Illinois up top, or Arizona, Houston. I chose this because I want the 05 rematch from uh, from the perspective of, like, I was too young to remember that, but I grew up hearing about it. 
but Arizona, all in all, they're too good. I kept Houston rolling. You kept Houston rolling. Over I can't, Arizona. I can't roll with that one. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. I like Arizona's. Arizona, here's my thing, is they got the one kid out, and they are like eight or nine deep. I've watched them ten times this year, and every time I've thought, like, who is this kid? Why? Like, where are these kids coming from? And watching them against UCLA was like, they weren't really playing their best basketball, but they still beat UCLA, and they knew it. And I was like, this Arizona team is is just very big inside. They defend the ball well. They're a top-rated defensive team. Um, they play in a tough Pac-12. They're up on the West Coast. Nobody watches them. I stayed up to watch them specifically, and I like them. So I kept them going out to Villanova. The Big East, you end here. The Big East is over here. Villanova drops to Arizona. Arizona comes out to my final four. Here's my favorite. I've been waiting all day to talk about this division, the Midwest. The Midwest is here. And we have, we have stuff happening on this podcast right now. We were just alerted that Teddy Bridgewater intends to sign a one-year deal to be the backup of the Dolphins. So before we get into the Midwest region, there's your little, there's your little news, news for you at where we're at in time right now. Um, let's look down at the Midwest. Sorry, Teddy, you're not as important as the Midwest is. And we're not going to talk about the one who should not be named, who did something on Selection Sunday that I will not forgive and I will also hold against him. We will talk about that Wednesday in our uh, The Night Before Madness podcast. We're going to have a special guest on that day. Um, but let's get down to the Midwest. Kansas, they're going to come out here, play in seed, play in, play in game, Texas Southern versus Texas A&M CC. Kansas, no problem. San Diego State and Creighton looked at this one over and over and over and over and over again like we started with the Boise State-Memphis argument. It's a coin flip. You can make a case for either. Yeah. I feel more comfortable choosing Creighton because they came out of nowhere and dropped a bomb on Providence. And I was like, wow. Like, if you can play ball like this, you can play ball in March. Um, scoring for them could be an issue. But I think that um, Creighton all in all, I like uh, McDermott. I have a lot of respect for his coaching style. I'm going to choose him to come out of that first round. He's got the experience in March. Did you did you take San Diego State or did you take Creighton? I took Creighton. Took Creighton. I mean, no reason at all. Do you think we should allow his son to go back and play for him? Can we just send Doug McDermott back to college? You know, I was that thinking was when he was fun to watch. More interestingly, you know? would you take um, college Kawhi Leonard or college Doug McDermott? That's the mm, real question of this bracket. I don't know. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is better, but Doug McDermott's on all-time scoring list. But Doug McDermott was fun to watch. Exactly. That's correct. Doug McDermott was fun to watch. We're taking Creighton then. Yep. We're taking Creighton. Yep. For McDermott's sake. Yep. Moving on down, here's my favorite talk of the day. Jackson, read them. Read to them the matchup we have right now. We got Iowa versus number 12 seeded Richmond. Rich who? Rich what? Where are we from? Richmond. Who we love? Give me Richmond. I want Richmond over Iowa. The Big Ten Conference tournament winner falls again. And I love Richmond being older. I like Richmond's. They've got a couple super-duper seniors. A couple of those, you know, six, six, seven-year players. Don't know how long they've been here. But I love this matchup for Richmond. Iowa is hot. Right, and and they are everyone's like, oh, Iowa's the dark horse, and there's gonna be so many people yank Iowa out to probably even beat Kansas. And I'm gonna say right here, I'm gambling the dice real big in this first round, saying I'm not even taking Iowa out of the first game. 
because too many times have I taken a Big Ten team and based a bracket off them being a three or a four, and it comes back to bite you. So I'm going to go ahead and call it before it even starts. Them, and right underneath there is Providence and South Dakota State. Give me South Dakota State. Give me the Jackrabbits. I'm a big fan of South Dakota State right now. They're, they're what's what's their record? Would you like to read me their record? Thirty and four. They're thirty and four. I got even. They better haven't lost you. since December. All year, twenty twenty two haven't lost. Give me them. Second in points per game behind only Gonzaga. So I'm excited. I we are taking the twelve and thirteen there, and I will only say this because I crunched. Uh, I did crunch some numbers here. Let me pull this up for all my listeners. And then we had – sorry, one second, I lost it. Kansas was the 11. Auburn was a 12. Wisconsin was a 28. And they take a big hit in Providence as the 42. But it's the weakest region, so I like the upsets here. That is the big reasoning for me building that storyline right there for Richmond and South Dakota State. Let's move on down. LSU, Iowa State. LSU lost their head coach. It almost makes me think the players are going to do this whole thing where, you know, out of spite to ruin people's brackets, they're going to win this game. What do you think? This LSU-Iowa State game was one where I looked at and I thought, I don't care to watch that game at all. We got, I would agree. We got two teams with 500 or lower records <laughs> in their conferences. I mean, they're, they're average big conference teams. I mean, yeah. I would agree. I think without the head coach, I'm going to go ahead and place my biscuits on uh, Iowa State. I just feel a little more comfortable there. Moving on down to Wisconsin-Colgate, and this is a big this is big for me here because I looked at this game and I got a little uncomfortable, but I remember that Wisconsin has won. They've had like they won the most ever games by single digits this year. Hmm. And they lead they lead uh, college basketball this year. So I took Wisconsin even though even if it was close, I felt like Wisconsin could pull it out. Moving on down to USC Miami. I took USC. They played tough ball. Mobley's little brother is there. He's a baller. They got some big boys. I'm taking them, and we're going to talk about why I took them here in a moment. Who did you take? I took Miami. You're Miami? Big ACC ACC teams. USC. I like Miami's defense. USC plays at like 11 o'clock our time. I'm not staying up to watch them. Uh, That's a fair point. I I like the way they play ball. I like... I'm all over the Pac-12 and the Big 12 this year. Big 12 and Pac-12 guy. I'm I'm him this year. USC. I'm taking them. Come out and play Auburn. Back up to the top. Kansas and Creighton. Sorry, McDermott. It ends there. Um, Rich who? And South Dakota State. I'm not going to not pick Richmond. I mean, this is what March is about. It's about you got to take the chance. And if anyone's like, okay, now I don't have any respect for this guy or his picks. Trust me. Perfect bracket takes a pick that no one saw. And if there's a 12 seed that nobody's talking about, it's Richmond. And if you don't think they find that a little bit disrespectful, well, Iowa was in for it, and South Dakota State's going to find their first loss I went. I went right along with South Dakota State into the South second State. round. I can respect that. Yeah. The bigger thing for me is here is that I don't see Iowa or Providence coming out and playing Kansas, either of them. So I would be comfortable with anyone choosing South Dakota State or Richmond, but that is my um, big upset spot. It's not going to play too much of a too much of a uh, too much of a factor going deep here. Yes, hundred percent. Because I wouldn't take Richmond further than Kansas, but so I would take Kansas out of the top there into the Elite Eight. Now back to the bottom: Iowa State or LSU versus Wisconsin. Uh, so I have Iowa State versus Wisconsin. I brought out Wisconsin. I like these Badgers. 
they had a couple, but they took a couple uh, hits before the Big Ten tournament injury wise. But they feel confident they're going to be healthy. This feels like a very special year for the Wisconsin Wisconsin Badgers, and I'll explain more um, after I tell you why I take them to the next round here. So just looking at my bracket, mm-hmm. um, Sweet Sixteen, only Big Ten school I have in is the possibility of Indiana. The possibility of Indiana. So you don't like Wisconsin here against Iowa State. I just I just don't like the Big Ten this year. I, so you so you went all out on the Big Ten. All out. I think because we all went all in on the Big Ten last year and they screwed us and everyone's out on them this year. I feel like out of spite they're going to do fine. Yeah. Um, it's I looked and looking here at um a couple of these last few tournaments. I have not seen the Big Ten um go back to back years with. The, it, it went, so in twenty in twenty twenty one they had one and they've got nine out of fourteen teams in so I'm I got a little faith in them but so they got one team last year three the year before that two the year before that uh, they had a bigger year they had three in twenty seventeen so when I was looking at that I was like no they won't go back to back years as a one um, college basketball is big on. Your past doesn't really affect who you are in the future because college basketball changes so much. I'm kind of going to go the same route as that. I brought out Wisconsin to play USC. I took USC over Auburn. The War Eagles scare me. I do not trust them. Um, Don't scare me in terms of, like, I wouldn't want to play them. But if I was them, I would not want to play USC. So if I was Auburn, I'm begging Miami to win because I don't want to see USC. And I think this... This second-round game should be the biggest deal in the Midwest because if Auburn wins this game, I think they come out. But I think Auburn loses this game, and it paves the way for Wisconsin to make an Elite Eight appearance, which is big. I think Wisconsin against USC then in the Elite Eight. Right now, when we're, let's, let's catch, catch anyone up. I've got Kansas against Richmond, Wisconsin against USC, and I'm going to take Wisconsin and Kansas going to the Elite Eight. And this is where it gets really crazy. So, Jackson, do you know where these games are played at for Wisconsin, USC, and uh, Wisconsin, Kansas? Where's that? Chicago, Illinois. That is some home turf for Wisconsin Badgers. Yep. They want to go back to New Orleans. They want to take the trip. So, I'm bringing Wisconsin out into my final four. And that was brave. That's a brave take. That's the hottest take. That might be the hot, stinky breath take. But I'm going to stick with it. I have... I've looked at this, and I'll kind of explain to you guys now kind of how my mind works when I was looking at this bracket. I don't trust some teams to go to the Final Four, so I try to find where I see them losing at, and I I take their I make them stop there. For instance, all you people that are still like, how could he not take Purdue over Texas? I don't see Purdue going to the Final Four, and I think they would beat Kentucky, and I think they'd beat UCLA, and I'm not putting Purdue in my Final Four, so I cut them off after the first round. Looking at this whole bracket then, my final four is Gonzaga, Kentucky, Wisconsin, Arizona. As you know, I chose Arizona as the national champions because I think if Arizona beats the best nine seed in TCU, they learn how to defeat the big guy in Kofi Coburn. Villanova will be the easiest game out of that. The two seed Villanova in the Big East would be the easiest game for them. They'll go see Wisconsin. They're far too big for Wisconsin. And I think Wisconsin could slow this game down, but because Arizona already has proven to have good defense, 
Um, even if you had Arizona against Kansas here, which many of you might, or Arizona against Auburn, I still think Arizona can slow their game down enough to play with one of those teams. But here's the thing. I think Arizona has done such a great job while you're controlling the tempo of games that that won't matter. They will be playing for a national championship. Then you go to the other side, Gonzaga and Kentucky. Um, here's my thing. Gonzaga, I would rather see Gonzaga than Texas Tech as a Kentucky person. Um, because Gonzaga, I feel like Chet would struggle a little more against Oscar Toshibwe. I don't think that uh, Gonzaga would be big enough on the inside to play Kentucky. I think that Kentucky could control that ball game, uh, which would be new for Gonzaga. And here's my thing. Gonzaga's toughest team they're going to beat is Texas Tech because I would have them beating Boise State, UConn, and Texas Tech. UCLA would lose to Kentucky. And here's, here's the key. Here's the key. I, I wrote this down. I have tried to track who I have, like how many people from each conference, I feel very certain. I've got one person out of the West Coast Conference, Gonzaga. I've got three out of the Big East, which is big. It's a, that's, a, that's a scary take for me to make because then I would have – or I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got Villanova. No, two. Villanova and UConn. Okay? The Big 12, I've got one, two, three – Four in Kansas, Texas, Baylor, and Texas Tech, which feels right to me. The Big 12 is the best conference, um, so I'm going to take most of them, most of them the distance. Jackson, when you filled out your bracket, where's the one spot that you do not feel comfortable at all? Like the biggest, like the final four you do not feel safe with? I think the South region makes me the most worried about my mm -hmm. final four. I took, I took Villanova. I think Jay Wright is a great coach. I think he gets his teams ready for March. But Arizona's good. Houston, Tennessee. And there's just so many Ooh, road yeah, bumps along the way there where I don't know if I could really see Villanova get into the final four. I'm going to get a lot of hate for that Tennessee, taking Tennessee out with Villanova. Um, and I've actually I got a note on that too, of why I thought that. I think that Tennessee is a great team. Obviously, I, that's why I would take them as far as I did. But I really like four in the South, um, since it is the toughest. Oh, I can't remember what did I say. I said that okay. Tennessee. Here's why I don't like ten, that game for Tennessee. Tennessee beats Longwood. Very easy game. Michigan beats Colorado State. Michigan, once again, that's it for them. So Tennessee has beat Michigan and Longwood. Not very good. Villanova is going to beat a not very good Delaware and get tested against Loyola. I think the test proves endurance, and that's why I took Nova over Tennessee. Because I think it's how – if you can get hot, right, that's the whole thing in March. If you can find the team that gets hot. If you're trying to think of, you know, who you take the distance – I could agree with you. I could I could see Villanova beating Arizona, but I kind of put the two powerhouses out there, and I thought if this is going to be the toughest region, I'm going to trust the one through four seeds to be the toughest because this was the toughest. It was the strongest. The BPI combined um, was 30, so uh, like 30. Like 
that is literally less, that is almost less than I think Wisconsin's was when I read their BPI off earlier, which is insane because the BPI combined, for those of you that don't know what BPI is, it's basically combining the strength of schedule, strength of record, and how the team has played all year, taking all those things in consideration. The South, you had Arizona, their BPI was four. Villanova, BPI was five. Tennessee was six, and the highest was Illinois at 15. And I felt like, wow, that is that is tough. But I like I, I went safe. I came out with the one through fours. I took the one through twos, and I brought the one. Color me surprised if the Cinderella comes out of the South because I don't see it. I don't see it possible. There's too many tough tests for Cinderella stories there. If you're a guy, you're looking for the Cinderella. I felt like that's the best advice I could give to you. Is you need to go look at the Midwest. You need to pick a team, buy the T-shirt, and you need to root for them. Because I'm in on who? Rich who? Rich what? Richmond, yeah. Yeah, I'm in on Richmond down there against San Diego State. I like that. That's my favorite matchup in the first round is Richmond against Iowa. Because um, that's the first day. And you know what they say about the first day. That's when it gets scary. It's very scary on the first day. Jackson. Final score of the championship game. The the part that no one ever thinks about or cares about. I feel like I just accidentally picked the same score every year. <laughs> 82 to 75. Gonzaga wow. over Kansas. Wow. High scoring game. I, lo- I love scoring basketball. Um, So I think, I think if I'm looking at a Kentucky-Arizona matchup, which I have, which – it makes me un- – here's what makes me uncomfortable. I liked I like Kentucky's odds when less people are pointing at them, and when more people are pointing at them, I get more uncomfortable. Them taking them this far was a good mix of that for me. I liked their matchups. I felt like they're good, so I took them here, but I know the way to beat Kentucky, and I think Arizona can do it. So I took Arizona 68, Kentucky 57. You speed up Wheeler, he makes mistakes. So if you're a Texas person, a Purdue person, UCLA person, and you think you have a shot at playing us, I'm giving you the recipe to beat Kentucky. You speed up Wheeler, put your best guy on Ty Ty, and honestly leave Keelan Grady open because he's ice cold. But here's what I think. I think Grady, Kentucky playing two rounds, two more games of basketball allows Keelan Grady to get hot. I think that's what carries Kentucky into a Final Four spot because I think that puts them in the best position to to make a run. Um, but I'm taking Arizona in the championship, 68, Kentucky 57. Kentucky loses low-scoring affairs, 10 out of 10. And I think their offense against UCLA is going to be a high flyer. And I think it will be a similar story against Gonzaga. It will be high-flying offensive games, championship game. I just don't think I don't think they could beat Arizona. I don't like the matchup for them. So, Jackson, we're like – Less than a week. We're, how many days away from March? Only three. We're three away yep. from the madness. The play-in games tomorrow night. Which one are you watching? I'm watching Indiana Wyoming. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm. Your um, bracket depends on it. Actually. I I have two rounds that depends on that game, and I I need to see it. Indiana, only time they've lost they lost last week was a a bank in three at the buzzer mm-hmm. to Iowa. So I think Indiana's hot. And that was nuts. I could see them making a little bit of a run here. And so I need to, I need to see that game first. I love that that's the Big Ten team that you're trusting. I do Indiana, find that very yeah, funny. That's the only one. Um, and then the next night, I will be watching Bryant. I need to watch Peter Chris. Peter Kiss. Um, here's, here's, some, here's some things for all you people. Teams not to trust. 
If you have these teams as your final four, I want you to think again in the kindest way possible. I've matched them up. I've looked at their schedule, and I need you to check some things. Tennessee, Purdue, UCLA, Auburn, Illinois, Texas, Alabama, and yeah, that's it. Hottest teams. Teams you need to be watching. Gonzaga, Arizona, Duke. You would already know that. That's why they're ones and twos. I got San Francisco on there. They're hot. I didn't take them. That might be the death of me. But here's what's funny. is them in San Francisco. San Francisco and, and uh, Murray State were like right next to each other when I wrote those down, which I thought was very funny when I went back to look at it. I was like, oh, their stats are right here next to each other. Um, scariest thing that could happen to your bracket and I say Duke is hot, but Duke's in a scary spot. Um, Scariest thing I have that could happen to the very popular bracket is Arkansas-Gonzaga. If that becomes a Sweet 16 matchup, that could spell disaster for Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a big how do you perform against top teams. Arkansas 4-1 versus top 25 teams. That's scary. Mm-hmm. If you're Gonzaga, mm-hmm. that could be that could be an early exit. I think the West is the most underrated bracket as far as strength. Oh, I would say there's a lot of talent in the West. There's a ton of talent in the West. I would say that the top draft picks are coming out of the West. I th- I think the West is a very uh, top heavy bracket. I think that mm-hmm. you you know your one through four I think are strong in the West. Mm-hmm. And then I don't see many upsets throughout that throughout that region. No. So basically, the highest seed I have coming out to the Sweet 16 was Richmond at 12. The next up was USC at seven. Other than that, I didn't smell out much. Uh, underneath that was Texas at the six. I liked I liked Texas over Purdue because um, of the defense. But but that's what I got. That's what I got. That's where we're at. Me and Jackson are gonna smash our heads together and smack out a bracket. Put it on double bonus Twitter page. If you're not following us on Twitter, you should be because we will keep you up to date. With everything that Adam Scheffner says, everything that Scott Van Pelt says, all those ESPN reporters that you see four hours later because you were at work, follow Double Bonus, maybe even turn your notifications on. We will keep you caught up this week as the NFL has been crazy. We're going to talk about that on Wednesday. On Wednesday, we're going to talk about that Nets in 76ers game. Jackson had a lot to say about that. I'm going to get his take on that. We're going to hear it Wednesday. But man, I'm excited. The madness is here. Jackson, you're last. What's the – if there was a one seed to get beat, who is it? In the first round. In the first round. Just, just so that way you can say we said it. Arizona, wow. I, I said earlier, if they play wow. Bryant, you have a star power in Peter Kiss. You never know a kid could put up 40, and it's hard to beat a team if somebody puts up 40 points. I'd agree. I'd agree. That's tough. I was going to say Kansas. I was going to say I could see Kansas dropping an egg because lots of people are taking the Jayhawks. But that's what we got. So if one seeds are going to lose, we didn't put it on our brackets, but don't say we didn't say it. (laughs) This has been Double Bonus with Pacey and Jackson. We will catch you guys Wednesday. Peace out.